This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. You're now listening to the Destination Debbie Podcast. I present your host, Ray Garvin, the creator of Destination Debbie, and your go-to source for all things Debbie and college football. Yo, 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 welcome back to the Destination Debbie Podcast. It is your host of this here Debbie Dynasty Vessel, Ray G. That's right. The DDP, the Destination Debbie Podcast. There's some confusion out here. There's some confusion. The DDP is still a part of the DLF family of podcasts. Let me make that very clear. I am still with Dynasty League Football. I'm still rocking with DLF. The podcast is still a part of the DLF family. We are good, baby. We are good. I just had to, I just had to do some things to focus on, you know, Ray and, and making sure that I'm producing the best content for everybody out there. And not everybody, unfortunately for them, are subscribed to this podcast. They're not subscribed to DLF. If they're not, they really need to make that happen. But not everybody consumes their fantasy football content that way. So I've just been busy kind of creating things for everybody. I want to spread this knowledge or whatever the hell it is in my head with as many people who are willing to listen. So DDP is still with the DLF family podcast. I'm still rocking with DLF and the destination Debbie, as AB says, business is booming. And I am excited to talk to you today because I had an idea. (laughs) I know, right? I I had an idea and the idea is starting to come to fruition. So I posted on Twitter the other day uh, that wouldn't it be something if we can take all of these fantasy gamers, you know, you get on Twitter and you see people posting their rosters. Oh, I got this juggernaut. I built this team and it's unstoppable. Nobody can beat me. We see that all the time. Hell, I've done it myself. So I was like, wouldn't it be something if people could sort of submit those rosters, form a league together and play against one another? And let's just see how dominant your team is versus my dominant team. I don't care about the the league, the platform that you're on or any of that stuff. Mono, Imano, roster versus roster. Let's see what you got. And I tweeted it out and I was just like, wouldn't that be something if we can do that? And some of the goats and the legends in the industry, Scott Fish, Ryan McDowell, were like, now that's an idea. Hell yeah, that would be fun. So I've kind of kicked some things around and I've been talking to the patrons, uh, the patrons, patreon.com forward slash all gas. And they seem to be mad stoked, super excited to do this. So I am announcing this now. 
that the Destination Devi family, my patrons, the squad members, the DDP family, we are going to kick off what I'm calling the King of the Ring Fantasy League, K-O-T-R, King of the Ring. We are going to, to put this together. 12 teams, 10 teams. I'll, I'll figure out all the details. It's going to be a, a copy league. So if I've got CMC and you've got CMC, we'll both have CMC on our roster, damn it. But best ball format, no trades, no waivers. Your roster versus my roster. We are going to make this happen. We are going to cut some ground here and have fun. It's going to be like the dream team, the Pro Bowl, the all-star game of fantasy football rosters. And I know Ryan, Ryan McDowell is doing this with some of his famous kitchen sink leagues. So this is something that I really think could catch on. So just remember... You heard it here first, damn it. We are kicking this thing off and we are going to make this a fun format, a fun option for fantasy gamers who have these juggernaut teams. And one of the things that I'm doing with the patrons is you cannot see the teams uh, that other people put up for tribute <laughs> that offer up for tribute you can't see you should have the courage of conviction feel so good about your roster that damn it it doesn't matter who Ray's bringing to the table it doesn't matter who franchise three is bringing to the table this squad is unbeatable you will not find out the other league mate teams who you will be facing in that season until the league is filled and once the league is filled I'll manually put the teams in and boom, you can look at your competition. But this is going, I want this to be fun, a fun supplement to the strategy and the grind and the fab dollars and the trade negotiations. This is just your best roster versus my best roster. Best ball format, standardized scoring across the board, PPR, you know, tight end premium, 1.5 per reception. So if you've got a league where it's like, well, I get 2.5, uh, 0.25 per carry, and then I get this bonuses. Hey, I'm not telling you who to offer up for tribute. You read the scoring format, figure out which team you want to offer up for tribute, enter them in, submit it, and put your best up against my best. I think this is going to be a tremendous hit, a tremendous success. I think it's going to be fun, and I hope that you guys join me in this ride, whether you become squad members, whether you do it on your own. I just, I think this is going to be an awesome thing. I'm very excited about it. I know the patrons are excited about it. I know McDowell and Scott Fish, they're excited about it. So I wanted to kind of break that news to you guys today. Today, if you want to get in, you know where you can find me, patreon.com forward slash all gas. Let's talk quarterbacks. Let's talk super flex. Let's talk quarterbacks because there's a lot of chatter and talk going on right now revolving around Trey Lance. And I don't want to just focus on Trey Lance. I want to focus on Lance and Keaton Slovis and, and Sam Howell and Jamie Newman because the quarterback landscape is in very very good shape for the foreseeable future. I'm talking about 2021, 2022, 2023. Yes, this is Debbie. I'm looking that far out. I mean, this we are in really, really good shape. And then when you look at the NFL, Matt Ryan, I don't know how much longer he has, or an Aaron Rodgers, Phillip Rivers, Tom Brady, Drew Brees. Those players are getting old. Those players are getting old. So whether they are, are these teams are drafting their replacements or whether these teams are saying you, you've got a couple of years left and if you can't get it done, we've got to move on. 
this old guard is about to be out. <laughs> they are about to be out. And we just saw Tua and Joe Burrow and Jordan Love be drafted in the first round of the NFL draft last year. And we're going to see more players, more quarterbacks selected in the first round in 2021. And I'd say right now you're looking at probably four. You're looking at four guys with Lawrence and Fields locked in. Trey Lance, I would call him a lock, barring any crazy situation where he's injured. And Jamie Newman, every mock draft you read, Jamie Newman is there as a top-rated quarterback. And then you go to 2022 with Slovis and Sam Howe and Jaden Daniels. And I know there are some people who are still high on a Bo Nix, for example. There's so much talent in that class. And I didn't even talk about in 2021 the Mac Joneses, the Chase Bryces, the you know, Brock Purdy's of the world who have an opportunity to be drafted second, third round. Hell, Brock Purdy, maybe even the fifth quarterback selected in the 2021 NFL draft. So the point is the quarterback position is in good hands. But when you're talking about Trey Lance, so I broke down some tape of Trey Lance uh, two nights ago with the patrons and we went through three of his games. I stayed on after we got off. I went through another six. He's good, man. It's not some gimmick type thing. He his his pocket mechanics are absolutely outstanding. His footwork on five step drops on three step drops, the way that he carries out his fakes on play action bootlegs, these little things that that make quarterbacks great. I don't care at what level he's playing at those little things are things that even some players in the FBS level at Power 5 schools were not displaying on tape. Trey Lance is already doing that. Literally through three games, I saw him maybe throw two bad balls, like bad decisions. He wasn't making bad decisions. He's not taking sacks. His eyes are constantly downfield, reading through his progressions. When you watch him, especially from the all-22 angle, you see his head working, wide receiver one, wide receiver two, wide receiver three, not there, run. He's not one read, not there, run. That's not his game. He is quarterback first, who happens to be ultra athletic. And if I had to put a time on it right now, he's going to run sub four six. He's a low four five, mid four five, 40 yard dash type runner, long strider, and he's powerful. At 6'3, they got him listed at 225. I'm seeing him shake off defensive linemen, horse collar around his neck, shaking them off, making plays down the field with his legs. Now, one of the things that he needs to clean up, he, he can't take so many hits. He likes to try to run people over, get out of bounds, take what you can get, get out of bounds. But he is not this run first quarterback that happens to have a little bit of arm strength. His zip, Trevor Lawrence nor Justin Fields have the sort of, I guess, the the release that Trey Lance does when he throws the ball. I mean, it jumps out of his hands. Now he's got to work on his touch a little bit, but arm strength, not an issue. Pocket mobility. I'm not talking about his dual threat capability, his pocket mobility, what he does when the pocket's collapsing, the way that he can shift his body over to find the windows is outstanding. Like there's no other way for me to describe what he has shown on tape at a young age as a red shirt freshman. He's going to be a red shirt sophomore this year. And if he performs anything like he did in 2019, he's got to come out because he's going to be locked and loaded first round pick. Now, a lot of things I've been seeing people talk about, what if he's, could you imagine a world in which he's drafted ahead of, of Justin Fields? I personally wouldn't do it, 
but it would not shock me that come NFL draft next year, if we hear Trey Lance's name called before Justin Fields, it wouldn't shock me. It wouldn't shock me. Justin Fields has a tendency to hold the ball a little bit. He takes a lot of sacks. His accuracy is good. I don't believe it's as good as Trey Lance. His arm strength is outstanding. I think they've got very powerful arms. I'd say Trey Lance is a more accurate thrower of the football. Justin Fields may be a little more dynamic in the open field, but Trey Lance is probably just as fast, if not faster, when he hits the open field. Uh, It's going to be a tight race for QB2. If we're talking right now, June 22nd, whatever the hell the date is, 21st, it's going to be a tight race for QB2. I think it's locked and loaded Trevor Lawrence at the 101 spot for quarterbacks, but two, I don't know. Right now, I've got Justin Fields a tick ahead of Trey Lance, but Trey Lance is my number three overall quarterback in Debbie formats, and when you turn on the tape, it's clear to see why, even with an inferior level of competition, the little things that he does from the quarterback position, why why he's going to be special. The, the traits that he displays on tape, I don't care, again, I don't care what level you're at, to have that sort of quarterback maturity, that is special. I am a Trey Lance believer. I am a Trey Lance truther. I am not a Trey Lance 101 guy. That's 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 overcooking the grits just a little bit. Just bring it back, turn the fire down just a little bit, cooking the grease is too hot. I'm not going to put him at quarterback one, but QB2, QB3, won't argue it one bit. Trey Lance is an absolute stud. Now, one player I have not talked about a lot that definitely needs some more attention, and I don't know why he's sort of being disrespected as much as he is, but Jamie Newman. Jamie Newman, the new UGA Georgia quarterback, Wake Forest transfer, it's wheels up for Jamie Newman in 2020. He's going to play with a the best supporting cast that he's ever played with from a talent perspective, not just in the backfield, but out wide. All I got to say is George Pickens, period. But they have other talented wide receivers on that Georgia team. They've got a stable of talented running backs, and they've got a coach who knows what to do with quarterbacks. I mean, Jacob Eason, Jake Fromm, Justin Fields, they all were successful at various points in their Georgia career. And now you insert Jamie Newman, that's sort of like all three of those guys combined. He's got the arm strength of a Jacob Eason. He's got mobility, maybe not as good as Justin Fields, but he's got that mobility like Justin Fields, and he can deliver from the pocket like a Jake Fromm. Jamie Newman is talented, and at 6'4", 230 pounds, prototype NFL-type quarterback from a size perspective. At Wake Forest last year, 60% completion percentage. We want to see that go up a little bit. Wake Forest was not good. They weren't good. They lost Sage Surratt for the second half of the season. So, you know, struggles a little bit with Jamie Newman uh, in his final season at Wake Forest, but 2,800 yards, 26 TDs, 11 interceptions, and then what he offers on the ground, 574 rushing yards, 6 TDs on 180 carries. He's not as dynamic as a Trey Lance, but he is very very mobile. He can use his legs to escape and move the pocket, and he can also use his legs as a weapon. And that's what the NFL, like, it's transitioning to that, man. These quarterbacks that are coming out, they're not just these statute quarterbacks. Like, Keaton Slovis is a statue. Sam Howell is a statue, but those dudes can absolutely deal. But when you're looking at the NFL landscape, and for fantasy football, 
We want quarterbacks that provide that Kunami code. We want quarterbacks that can not only deliver from the pocket and get us 4,000 passing yards, 3,500 passing yards. You know, we want the quarterbacks who can run the ball as well. Dak Prescott, Deshaun Watson, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, Carson Wentz. We want quarterbacks that can move, Josh Allen. So when you're talking about Jamie Newman's transition from Wake Forest to Georgia, he's the type of player that I can see having that Joe Burrow-esque type ascension during the NFL draft. Not to the number one spot, but somebody who may have been sort of thought of as a mid-round pick prior to this move with the solid season in the SEC. Uh, Jamie Newman is very well positioned to be a first-round pick next year. I, don't, I really don't think there's any doubt about that. When you're looking at a Jamie Newman versus, let's just say, a Jordan Love, give me Jamie Newman 10 times out of 10 times over a Jordan Love-type talent. He's got the arm strength, he's got the size, and I love his mobility at 230 pounds. He's got a great opportunity in, in Debbie leagues, and I just got him in a Debbie draft in the middle of the second round. He was one in a Debbie auction that I'm in with Ryan for, I believe, under $100. People are still kind of asleep at the wheel on Jamie Newman. So when you're looking at these top-tier quarterbacks in the 2021 class, if you're in a Debbie auction or a Debbie draft, Lawrence and Fields are absolutely going to go early, and then Trey Lance is right there. I mean, he went for more than Sam Howell and Keaton Slovis combined in one of my auctions. So Jamie Newman is sort of that discount first round quarterback and when you're talking about getting a quarterback drafted in the first round at a discount I don't care who it is sign me up because they are going to play at some point in time whether they pan out to be something or not uh, that remains to be seen fact of the matter is they're going to play and have an opportunity to play so Jamie Newman provides tremendous value tremendous upside and that dual threat capability in this sort of new NFL that it's evolving to with these quarterbacks being able to do it through the air and on the ground. So make sure you check Jamie Newman in your upcoming Debbie drafts and auctions. Jamie Newman's a player that uh, I'm looking forward to watching this fall at Georgia. All right, let's talk about Keaton Slovis. So for those of you who don't know, I am a USC Trojans fanatic. Love the USC Trojans. I went to the game when they were absolutely destroyed by Alabama here in Dallas, and I was, I've was i been pissed off ever since because I spent a lot of money on those tickets to watch them get killed. But they've got a quarterback. They've got a quarterback, Keaton Slovis, who started out 2019 as the third-string quarterback behind JT Daniels and Matt Fink. But he's looking like probably the best quarterback that USC has had in a very long time. I'm talking... I, I don't want to put too high of accolades on him, but we'll just go back. Sam Darnold was a really good quarterback at USC, and we saw where he was drafted in the NFL draft. But Keaton Slovis is right there, man. This this kid was a three-star prospect. I believe he was ranked uh, 705 in his recruiting class. Again, third-string quarterback. Wasn't even scheduled. Wasn't even slated to play last year. But because of injury, you know, this crazy game, football, I mean, JT Daniels goes down game one. Matt Fink was terrible. I think he had one good game. And then after that, it was just bad, bad news bears for Matt Fink. But Keaton Slovis, and the key to Slovis is it's Graham Harrell and this air raid attack. And for those of you who don't know, Graham Harrell, former quarterback at Texas Tech, air raid style philosophy. When you're looking at Slovis, 282 completions last year, 71.9% completion percentage. I, 
We're talking about how good Joe Burrow's completion percentage was. He threw the ball, Slovis threw the ball 392 times and completed it 282 times for 3,500 yards, 30 TDs, and nine interceptions as a freshman. As a freshman. Now, he ain't going to give you anything on the ground, right? Ran the ball 45 times for negative 57 yards, but that ain't why you're drafting Keaton Slovis. You're drafting Slovis because he has touch, he has accuracy, and this kid can deal. His first game versus Fresno State, I'll never forget it. Comes in, you know, young quarterback, they're, they're giving him some easy throws. He does takes his five-step drop and just throws a, a rifle, a, a laser down the right sideline, 50 yards through the air, right on the right in the bucket of Tyler Vaughn's. And I was like, oh boy, this kid is good. Because, you know, Matt Fink damn sure wasn't doing that. So when you're looking at Slovis, man, it's it is going to be fun when you've got Amon Ross St. Brown, Tyler Vaughn's, they recruited some good wide receivers, and they have big six foot five Drake London. <sighs> man, it's it's going to be fun to watch USC this fall. And Slovis is 2022 draft eligible, and he's right there at the top of that class for me with Sam Howell. Slovis is a discount in all forms of Debbie, whether it's an auction, whether it's a startup draft. Slovis is going to be a first-round pick in two years. He's that good. My only concern, he's got to get a little bit bigger, right? He's 200 pounds, and he's had a history of concussions. So if he can kind of manage that, make sure he doesn't get smashed, and just continue to produce the way he does, I have no problem. I, I have no concern about Slovis because of Graham Harrell. They are going to air it out. He's going to be good, and he's got talented receivers surrounding him in an offense that wants to throw the ball. Slovis, I, I, again, I don't know why people have not caught on to how good this kid is. 71.9% completion percentage for a freshman is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And he's playing in the Pac-12 after dark. I know the games are on late, but stay up. Watch some Keaton Slovis. We're actually going to break him and Sam Howell down uh, this coming week uh, with the squad members. So Slovis is dope, man. Slovis is good. Make sure you get him in Debbie auctions. Make sure you get him in Debbie startups. Definitely a screaming value and somebody we should be excited about for Dynasty Leagues here in the near future. Now let's talk about my boy Sam Howell, who I just... I get Baker Mayfield vibes from him, like, big time. He's just got the confidence. He's got this aura around him. Sam Howell, University of North Carolina, true freshman. I mean, came out the gates with Mac Brown swinging, right? Completion percentage not as high as Slovis at 61.4%, 3,600 passing yards, 38 TDs, 7 interceptions. But Howell can deal. Howell can deal. And the game that, that I, I really was like, holy crap, like, it was versus Clemson, and he didn't have a huge statistical number, but UNC should have won that game. They should have beaten Clemson, and it was Sam Howell's that that will to win. His guts, the accuracy that he throws the ball with, touch. He, he really reminds me. He looks like Baker Mayfield, and he reminds me of a Baker Mayfield at 6'1", 225. He's built very, very well. He's a compact, thick-built quarterback. He's got a tight release. His mechanics are there. And in the bowl game versus Temple, you want to talk about a clinic of just absolute just dealing and accuracy. If you can go back and catch that game versus Temple, I mean, slow. Uh, Howell was on Howell was on a rampage, and, and I mean dealing. It was the second highest uh, completion percentage game of the season, 
And the only other game where he threw for for was more accurate and lethal was versus Mercer, where he only threw the ball 13 times and completed 10 of them. Versus Temple, he was 25 for 34, 73.5% completion percentage, 294 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. He was dealing. I'm talking about pinpoint accuracy from start to finish of that game. And I said, man, this kid is the real deal. And how is that? I mean, you go through his games, man, versus Miami, 274 yards. Versus Virginia Tech with one of the highest-rated cornerbacks, Caleb Farley, in the nation, threw for 348 and five, no interceptions. This kid is good. This kid is good. You're looking at the potential number one overall pick in 2022. I am targeting him in every single Debbie draft that I'm in, period. Auction, startup, I need Sam Howell. He is a cornerstone-type quarterback. I've got him ranked number four overall in Debbie behind Lance Fields and Lawrence. But Sam Howell is looking like a bona fide, locked and loaded stud at the quarterback position. And again, we haven't even, we're not talking about Jaden Daniels and Mac Jones and DJU and Bryce Young, Chase Bryce. There are some talented, talented quarterbacks in college, and they're only getting better and better and better. So, Pro tip for you, if you're in some of these dynasty leagues where your quarterbacks are these aging older veterans, don't be afraid to ask for 20. I, I know that it's in, in for your benefit. Most people aren't thinking about 2022. Everyone's still they're They're fixated on Jamar Chase and Rondell Moore and Rashad Bateman in 2021. Every single trade that you make, if you don't take anything else from this podcast, Every single trade that you send out, ask for a, 2020, a 2022 pick, whether it's a second, a third, a first, get a 2022 draft pick included because we've, we've only talked about the quarterbacks. I haven't, even, I haven't even touched the wide receivers or the running backs who could potentially be coming out in 2022, but that's how you load up on those picks. You know, those, those league mates you had this year that had – eight damn 2020 first round picks and seven 2020 seconds. It's because they were pre they were prepping for this since like 2018. And that's how you win in dynasty. What do I tell you guys all the time? This is easy. Dynasty is chess, not checkers. And most people are not thinking about what's happening in 2022. As good as Sam Howell and Keaton Slovis are, people are not thinking about them. They are fixated on Lance and they are fixated on Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields, they're not thinking about what's happening two years down the line. So every single trade that you make from the time you listen to this show until two years from now, you need to be asking for 2022 picks, period. And thank me later. I'm telling you, it's going to be worth it. All right, y'all, that's the show. 30 minutes, quick, easy, out. All the fathers out there, I want to wish you guys a happy Father's Day. I hope you enjoyed the time with your family. It's been it's been a crazy 2020, man. It's been a crazy 2020, and it looks like it's only going to get wilder. It's only going to get crazier. So I hope that when you join me for 30 minutes every week, when you check out the content on the YouTube channel, Destination Debbie, go subscribe to that. If you do decide to join me as a patron, as a squad member, I hope that what I can do, I hope that what I do do for you is bring you some entertainment, some actionable valuable content and take your mind off of everything that's going on in the world today. It's it's just, it's crazy, man. And 
we're at this point now where, you know, football, are we going to have it? Are we not going to have it? I'll tell you this. Whether there's a football season or not, I'm going to be here. We're going to be talking about players. We're going to be talking about prospects because, damn it, at some point, we are going to get football, and I am going to help you be prepared when that time comes, whether that's 2020, 2021, or we'll be talking about Sam Howell the next time we see some football. I'm going to be here for you. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. I hope you enjoyed your family this past weekend. I hope you guys have a great week. Make it great. Make it good. Rock with Destination Debbie. Rock with DLF. I appreciate you guys checking it out. But you know what's next. I'm rambling, man. Drop the outro.